Hello, beautiful people. Centers for Spiritual Living White Rock welcomes you with the beautiful voice of the very talented Nathan Aswell. Good morning, everyone. I'd like to start with a piece by a very good friend of mine named Robert Anderson. This is called Seven Wonders. school in world history teacher popped a quiz she said this is easy just name the seven wonders of the world for me so this is what we wrote the pyramids of egypt the taj mahal the panama canal china's great wall world famous landmarks we counted them all yes they got every vote then i noticed the shy girl who sits next to me and turned in her list it was plain to see teacher asked her what the trouble might be and this is what she said there are so many answers i don't know what to say teacher said maybe we can help find a way just read us your list the girl hesitated and this is what she read to touch to see to taste and to feel, to laugh and to hear, to love. While we're here, oh, these are such wonders, wonderful wonders, seven wonders of the world. to hear, to love. 
such wonders, wonderful wonders, seven wonders of the world. Ah, these are such wonders, wonderful wonders, seven wonders of the world. Seven wonders of the world. That is absolutely, absolutely beautiful. Thank you so much, Nathan as well. Oh my. Nathan is a speaker and a recording on artist based in Vancouver. He believes that his calling in this life is to encourage people to live big lives one small step at a time through his engaging talks and his heart-centered music making amazing. His CDs, Little by Little, and Yes, are celebrations of life, transformation, evolution, and the oneness of humanity delivered in a variety of popular music styles, as you've seen and heard. Nathan honors his calling by speaking, performing, and performing internationally at conferences, concerts, retreats, and churches. Wanting to serve best served during this pandemic, Nathan has performed many weekly online concerts and he now offers morning musics with music and meditation. Oh, I must catch this. Every Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific time on Facebook Live. So do check that out. Thank you, Nathan. Thank you so much. Good morning, I'm Jill Ingalls, and I am a practitioner with the Center for Spiritual Living White Rock. What a joy it is to be with you on this amazing, this amazing new day. And a warm welcome to any first-time guests. Let us know that you're here. Just let us know in the chat and where you're zooming in from today. And welcome. As we begin our gathering today, I'm honored that I live and I work on the traditional ancestral and unceded territory of the Coast Salish First Nations, including Kwatlin, Katsi, Stolo, Semiamu, and Masena. We thank the First Nations who continue to live on these lands and care for them, along with the waters and all that is above and below blessings. At CSL White Rock, we envision a world that naturally expresses love. We are on a mission to awaken humanity to its spiritual magnificence, and we offer tools for transformation, authentic self-expression, and conscious living. Thank you again for being here today. What a privilege it is to introduce our speaker today, practitioner Tamara Rossander. When Tamara found the Center for Spiritual Living, she immediately felt at home. The idea that we are spiritual beings having a human experience intrigued her. It wasn't long before Tamara enrolled in courses and became a practitioner. She continued on her path and is now in her last year of ministerial training. How wonderful. 
Tamara's life intention is to inspire and engage others to create a joyful, loving life. As a spiritual practitioner, she's available to support you on your awakened path by creating space for divine love. Tamara's mantra is, let's walk together to awaken our hearts, expand our lives, and transform the world. On a personal note, it has been a heart-opening time for my Prax sisters and me to walk the path and watch Tamara come into her unfolding. What a beautiful experience. What a beautiful soul. It is with deep affection and love that we welcome our very own Tamara Rossander. Oh, Jill, thank you. Sure. You make me cry just as we start. <laughs> what a way to get me into my heart as already Rev Champion had got me into my heart uh, with that beautiful meditation and prayer. But <clears throat> what a, a fabulous introduction, Jill. Thank you. You know, to be introduced as on that last path of this ministerial studies and, and walking through this path for the, I've been with CSL White Rock now, I think it's been 10 years. So just with everything and realizing how much this community means to me and how it's inspired me and helped me get to be where I am today. So I think that's my topic and of the lesson today is discussing embracing the now. <clears throat> so the purpose of my talk I thought was to be today, not that I thought that I know, is to see past what we think is the reality and move through the experience with curiosity and being open to possibility. So last week, I re-listened several times to Reverend Champion's talk on our YouTube channel, which is great that we have that so that you can always go back and listen and pick up things that maybe you might have missed. And they asked us, you know, to take this week and play opposite uh, day or opposite week, actually, I guess, and see what our biggest challenge was and maybe and look at it then as a positive. And to ask ourselves, what if? So I thought those were great questions to take into my week last week. And, and what came up for me, um, I don't know if everybody else did their homework, but I was doing my homework, is I took this practice in um, on, as Georgia and I, I did our vision boards on uh, Tuesday night, we had a our workshop which was great we had a lovely 10 souls with us I've actually just completed my vision board I'm so excited um but you know on Sunday afternoon we didn't really have very many people registered and we thought oh you know so I asked the question well what if what if we don't have anybody sign up what if we what if and that both we both wholeheartedly agreed that we wanted to do it anyways that it was something that brought joy and opened our own hearts and gave us an intention for the year to move forward. So I was glad to have that question of what if. And then I also had an opportunity to experience the opposite <laughs> week challenge as well. 
So I have a grown son. He's 23. We just adore him. Uh, and yet he's moved out on his own and he's living his life. He's doing his thing as all 23-year-old young men probably do. And it was interesting. I thought, oh, I haven't heard from him for a while. Oh, what's going on with him? What, you know, then I started down that little bit of a rabbit hole of, you know, he hasn't talked to us for a while. Gee, maybe, maybe he wasn't a good mom. Maybe, maybe he just wants to step away from us. Maybe he doesn't want anything to do with us anymore. Hey, is that kid, is he grateful for everything we did for him? Doesn't he know? So you can see the spiral. <laughs> you can see the spiral of uh, what that story that I made up. So then when I remembered Reverend Champion talking about switching it around, going to the opposite. So I thought to myself, okay, well, what is the opposite of that story? So I took a deep breath and then I asked myself, okay, what if? What if he's just learning to be on his own? What if he's just figuring out what it means to have a different type of relationship with his parents now? What if he's dating? <laughs> what if he's just caught up in, in being a 23-year-old boy? Or a young man, I should say. I shouldn't call him a boy anymore. If he ever watches this, I'll get in trouble. <laughs> but so, of course, that led me, because then I went into that place of curiosity. And then I was able to reach out to him and text him and say, hey, how you been? Miss you, love you. You know, those things that we do. And he came back with, oh, mom, sorry, I haven't talked to you for a while. You know, I've been, I've had three hockey games this week. I've been busy doing this, that, and the other thing. And he said, maybe we can have dinner next week. I went, okay. So what, <laughs> how could I have saved myself, you know, that aggravation and that fear of switching it to that what if? How could I have saved a bunch of energy? So looking at the opposite, I was able to shift my perception and accept that what is happening for, is natural for a 23-year-old young man to separate from his mother, to figure out his new life, to figure out what his new relationships are. And I was being able to create that spaciousness to reach out in compassion rather than in fear and anger. And that's what my rabbit hole was about, was the fear that I'm not good enough, that I can't do it, or I did it wrong. And so what is the opposite of fear? Well, I've always been told with Reverend Terry and a few of our other teachers, the opposite of fear is love. And the opposite maybe of trauma is faith. So I wanna take a moment to explore the, what is the now? This is the topic is embrace the now. So right now, I, I believe the now is, is the experience we're currently having in the space of the relative, that human plane, the messiness of our humanness or the joy of our humanness. 
So when I'm thinking about it and I'm taking stock of this very moment and I think about what are people experiencing right now? Maybe they're experiencing love. Maybe they're experiencing fear. And one big one that just like gobsmacked me right in the face was lack. Maybe we're fearing lack and that could be lack of money, lack of freedom, lack of connection. And how traumatic is that, that lack of connection? We, I, I know I've been missing our community. We haven't been able to get together and see each other. And now with all the new variants coming around, you know, that fear of COVID is still there. And yet now I know that, I, I, I don't know if you're the same as me, but I know more people now that have had COVID that haven't. And I loved how last week, and I'm referencing River Johnson talk a lot last week, but how they had said, you know, they had more compassion for themselves and others who now got COVID, which is, un, you know, understandable because that fear has subsided. We're starting to have faith in that the, um, the vaccines are working. We're starting to have faith that people are doing what they need to do to help others be safe because we're all walking each other home here we're all doing the best that we can do and this moment and in our understanding so looking at the now and our experience at this moment and i think some of the work to do is let go of those judgments let go of the judgments of bad of good the duality of everything and, you know, it's not putting on those rose-colored glasses. <laughs> Somebody said to me the other day, you know, it's, it's like toxic, toxic positivity. And I was like, oh, I thought that was really an interesting uh, con concept. But it's not that. It's allowing that whatever is going on for you today, whether you are struggling, whether you're sad, whether you're happy, whether you're in love, whether you're in fear, that it's okay. It's okay to be in those places. And that's the point is that is when we're in embracing the now, we can accept where we are and know that there's no need to fix or be fixed. And yet what we can practice is accepting what is. So curiosity, that then brings me to the next point, curiosity. So curiosity is the art of bringing your attention and your immediate experience together. As your attention becomes engaged with what is happening right now, you'll discover that there's a lot going on around you that you never noticed before. It is life. And when you're curious, you make direct contact with it. And that is a quote by Mary O'Malley. What's in the way is the way. So O'Malley defines curiosity as a type of mindfulness practice. Mindfulness brings us into the only moment that there ever was or ever will be, the eternal now. And life happens in the now. And if we aren't living in that present moment, are we really living? 
when we are curious, when we wonder, we come alive and make direct contact with light, life. So it, it brought me back to that thinking about wonder, as that is our monthly topic uh, for January. And if we approached what is going on with us, this moment with that childlike curiosity, could we then engage with the what is? Uh, one way that I like to engage is through my breath. So the breath, I can settle in and I can breathe in and breathe out. And I have some friends that suffer from anxiety and depression. And as I, I know it's the first thing I always said. I'm like, okay, let's just breathe through this. Let's breathe through this moment together. And then when we're breathing, then we can go into inspiration. So I was really uh, curious about the word inspiration. I'm in uh, understanding the Bible class. And of course, you know, my, my Bible person go-to is, of course, Reverend Terry. <laughs> and so he said, I asked him, I said, what, are, what, is, the, um, what is the Latin behind inspiration and he said well you know Tamara the in is obvious in it's the same but the second part spirar spire is actually to breathe so if you put it together inspiration means to breathe in and then he said of course in his way that he is he said, so the question is, does that mean that I breathe in or that I'm being breathed into? Is if we go back into the Bible, into Genesis 2.7, you get this quote, and God formed man of dust of the earth and breathed upon his faith the breath of life. And the man became a living soul. So do we inspire ourselves or is when we turn inwards and we breathe and we are allow as again even Reverend Champion today in that prayer we are being breathed and then we're able to move into our inspiration so what came to me this week in my meditations, it just came out loud and clear in that inspiration, in that being breathed, is be the love that I want to see in the world. Whatever I want to experience, I must express it. So when we express more love into the world, that's when I'm going to express, experience more love. I think I go back to that story that I told earlier about my son. So I was in anger and fear, but then I moved into love and compassion and reached out. And that is what I received back. Not the, oh, mom, kind of answer that I might have expected. <laughs> So, which is, which is good. So I think that's the thing when we're engaging with the what is, 
then that is where we can then change our experience by expressing. And maybe you want to experience more abundance. Maybe you want to experience more gratitude. Maybe you want to experience more faith. So from those, that area, what can I do then to express faith? What can I do to express love? What can I do to express gratefulness? I started reading um, Melody Beattie's book, um, 40 Days of, to a Miracle. And she gave a great story about every night she would sit in her room and at night and she would think she moved into this house that she didn't like and things were falling down and the wallpaper was awful, the paint was awful. And she just sat there and kind of just was in her misery meditating on all the things that were wrong. And then she shifted and started saying, thank you. And practicing gratitude. And not that she felt grateful every moment for everything that was going wrong as the fall paper, wallpaper was curling or doing whatever, or the floors were squeaking or you know, her son's uh, crib wasn't ready. But what she did is she just said, thank you for that experience. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And as time moved around, the things that she didn't think she knew how to fix something or how she was gonna get the money to do something, by her changing and moving into gratitude, she was able to, things just started coming to her. All those miracles. So I'm so excited to go today to find out more from Rem Champion about the miracles of cre creating that miracle consciousness so that I can engage with what is challenging me and expect that miracle and embrace the now and know that things may not always look the way I want them to. And yet there's still time, there's still place for new things to happen, to be open into possibility. So how do we engage with the what is? How do we engage with the embracing the now? So what if we expressed in our life, whatever it is that we wanted, and we started to be that? And I know that's, it sounded that, that Gandhi um, quote, and I'm hoping I'm saying it similar correctly, is to be the change that you wanna see in the world. And I've just shifted it to be the love that I wanna see in the world. Maybe it's be the abundance that you wanna see in the world. Maybe it is be the faith you want to see in the world. Because when we engage it and we engage in community and we engage with walking each other home, that's where the joy is. That's where living the everyday wonder is. 
So embrace the now. To me, it's accepting what is. Allow it to be my experience and let go of judgment. Then remain curious. Breathe and be inspired. And then say thank you. So this next week, what do you want to express? Maybe put it into the chat. And if you have a question about it, what is it that you want to experience? How do you want to embrace the now next week? I, I love this quote. Um, by Charlotte Joko Beck said, joy is exactly what's happening minus my opinion of it. <laughs> right? <laughs> minus my opinion of it. And then curiosity about embracing the now and observing what is. And it enables us to be present with what we're experiencing before we think about it, make up stories and identify it with, with it. So focus the attention on curiosity and enables us to rediscover our natural inquisitive. So next week, I wonder if you, how you work on again, expressing your wisdom, abundance, faith, love. And just know that walking with us here at CSL White Rock this next year, that we are on, it will be exploring living wonder for the next 11 months as it relates to various aspects of our lives, our inner life, our play, our creativity, emotions, body, relationships, community. There may be an area or two of your life where you may be experiencing some challenges and want to be different than they currently are. So the invitation is to disrupt the inclination to try and change or fix anything. The invitation is to wonder, embrace curiosity, be inquisitive as we explore all these aspects of life through their everyday wonders. So I wanna leave you with, and maybe I can, I'll try and pop it in the chat, is the affirmation for the week. I am present with what is, I am open to possibility. So I'm gonna take this into prayer. Everybody take a moment and settle in and know this truth that there is one life, one love, one divine presence and that is expressing through each one of us here right now. So as we embrace the now of the presence and know that we are each having this human experience as spirit and that we are here walking each other home 
through this life, through community. And that each moment can bring curiosity. Each moment can embrace wonder, embrace love. And we can be the change that we want to see in the world. Through claiming our enoughness, claiming that we are whole, perfect, and complete, complete right here, right now. And that nothing outside of us needs to change for us to be happy. To remember that we are always at choice. And we can surrender and release all the things that are no longer working. And have faith. Have the faith of God as we are each one with that one mind, that divine presence, that universe, that some call God, that some call universe, whatever it is to you, know that you are one with that, that there is no separation. With that, I express great gratitude. I say thank you, thank you, thank you. And I release my word to love and law. And know that right action is happening right here, right now. And I ask you to join me in saying, and so it is. Thank you.